episode number 161, No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson. I'm the host. And uh, I let's see. First, before I get to my guest, I want to say thank you to Circle of Heat. And I want to get this business out of the way. Today is Wednesday, and we talked about it last week. It didn't happen. It is happening tonight. If you're listening to this today, or, or if you're in the, if it's, uh, in the future, check out our very own Acme's Andy Erickson. is going to be kicking ass tonight on Last Comic Standing. She's in the promos. Uh, go to andyerickson.com and read a, uh, uh, well, let's see, uh, she wrote something about herself and the Marfan syndrome that she has that is absolutely fascinating and uh, really gets to know her better. She's super funny. I wish her tons of luck. So see that tonight, Last Comic Standing. Anyway, back to my guest here, or actually starting with my guest here. Yeah, finally. Finally. Fuck. He almost walked out, but he's still here. I got here. really mad when I wasn't top of the bill here. I know. I know. You know what happens if I don't get to the business, then I don't get, then I totally forget. Yeah. Because I'll be... Giving Streeter Seidel all my attention. Nice. Yeah. Way to work that in there. Huh? How about that? You're a goddamn pro. Thank you very much. So welcome to Minneapolis, day two, I guess. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. Day two, beautiful day. Here we are in a basement. Here we are, yeah, in a in a very dark, low-ceilinged basement mm-hmm. on this, what I would call a perfect weather day. <laughs> uh, starting up for this marathon six-hour podcast. That's so. right. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I'm going to keep you here until uh, it starts raining outside. Which I'm sure it will. <laughs> I, it was going to rain yesterday, I think. Yeah. Why, I I, why did I even bring that up? That, I, I literally went to the most boring thing I could bring up on your podcast. That's fine. Let's talk about the rain. Not even the rain today. The, the rain, rain that didn't happen. almost happened yesterday. <laughs> Let's talk about that. And that's why we're here. <laughs> I came to your show last night and left very happy. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, and that wasn't because I drank or anything. I just had a Sprite. I was so shocked that people were here. I just like, I can't. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> I can't fathom a world where people go to a comedy show on a Tuesday. <laughs> and you let like, us all know that in the I audience. I do comedy, and I've never gone on a Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, maybe on a Thursday, maybe. Yeah. But, like, to go out on a Tuesday night, a Tuesday, mm-hmm. for comedy was just mind-blowing mm-hmm. to me. Good good people in this city. Yeah. Not, pre- not, not in my city. No <laughs> one's going out. <laughs> Yeah, it was a pretty good crowd for a Tuesday, I'd say. Yeah, I was I was very happy. I mean, I thought it was going to be six people, and I could just sort of talk to them the whole time and not have to do any material, which is my favorite thing to do. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there seemed to be, like, there was a bunch of people, and I was like, oh, I, I guess I better do some jokes. <laughs> I mean, you're paying me to do that. I guess I'll do it. I uh, came by myself last night, but I went home and did my best. I'm terrible. I'm one of those people, you know, I, I've seen Star Wars a million times, but I... We'll I try and quote it. So bad right now. I will qu- quote Star Wars and get words wrong. I'm just terrible at <laughs> quoting people. So when I went home last night, I was trying to, uh, I was trying to relay some of your jokes to my fiance, and I think <laughs> I nailed, I nailed one good you enough got a few? that I got a good laugh. Nice. I got a good All laugh. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I. That's what I do them for. Mm-hmm. You know. Was... Let people take them home and try them out. <laughs> you got full credit. You, got <laughs> you full don't credit. have to give me full credit. If it's a, like if it's an intrapersonal situation, you know, you don't have to give. Well, credit. let's put it this way: just it was, own that one. <laughs> Fair enough. It was that's very generous of you. That was, uh, except that I live with her, so I couldn't make up a story. Yeah, I was at the Grand Canyon this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny is I, I was actually at the Grand Canyon a few weeks ago. What, baby? What? <laughs> That You're, one's out. You know, comics are always like. I was on a plane the other day. I did this the other day. I really that that joke. I really was at the Grand Canyon. Oh, okay. A few like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that one is that one's true. But you've never told a like I was on an airplane and that didn't happen that day. Maybe. I mean, I try to keep it pretty close to honest, but you know. You were always just on an airplane if you're a comic. <laughs> yeah, You're exactly. almost always on an airplane. Mm-hmm. There's so many airplane jokes. Everyone's got airplane jokes. It's totally believable. I have tons. It's totally believable. And I want to say that you um, you addressed sweatiness, your own sweatiness on stage. Oh, and from sitting in the back, you just for the record, you can't really tell. Oh, you know, I really wasn't that bad last night. I was surprised. <laughs> um, normally, if I stand in front of a light, and you guys have spots in here, and, and you know you have like a, a general stage wash, I'd say. And these aren't huge lights, but even like a light like you guys have in here will normally make me completely soaked. 
Like I did a, I I was at Montreal last year and I did this like HBO Canada taping, and I think it was a seven or eight minute set or something like that, and they had to do a pickup, like the they had to do a pickup of the intro. Uh-huh. I guess like the intro, my intro was kind of garbled or something like that. So I had to like you know pretend that I was just walking back out on stage for the first time, and when I <laughs> the makeup lady was so mad because like the difference between what I looked like when I first went on stage the first time and what I looked like when they had to come like bring me back eight minutes later right. was shocking. She had a hair she had like a hair dryer on my hair, a hair dryer in my face it was like slathering me in with anti shine and stuff. How about the armpits? The uh, you know I'm not that bad in the okay. armpits. All right, that's good. But she was like swearing at me. She was cursing at me because of how sweaty I got in those eight minutes. But yeah, last night was all right. Um, hopefully tonight I'll start leaking. <laughs> and I love the way you put that leaking. It's really what it feels like. It's just like I can't stop it. It's like. If you had like a garbage bag full of water and you shot it with buckshot or something where there's like a million little holes in it. So you can kind of like I'll do like wipe away sweat from one quadrant, but I know it's still just pouring out of other places. Have you ever worked in food service? I have. How did that go? My mom was like, would not sit at my table. I worked at this restaurant called Friendly's, which is like a, I don't think they have them out here. It's like a North eastern chain okay uh that is like on its last legs it was very popular when i was a kid i've heard of it and yeah it's good they mostly do ice cream um and i was a waiter there and one the my first day of work the air conditioner broke Perfect. and this was in the summer and it was like something like 89 degrees in the restaurant and i was fully drenched and my my parents came in to like see me on my first day of work i was like 16 or something yeah yeah and my mom was so disgusted that she wouldn't order any food from me because <laughs> she was like, "You were you came over to say hi, and you were there was sweat dripping on our table from your face." Oh, no. Like that's so. And I'm like, "What do you want me to do? There's nothing I can do about it." Welcome to Friendlies. Yeah, drip, like, ugh. I think one of the waitresses who was a very big woman, um, she showed me a trick where oh. she was like, "I put, I take, I make wet washcloths." And I bend them into a U shape, and then I put them in the freezer, and then I wear them around my neck. Wow! To keep me cool. So I was doing that for uh, the few weeks the air conditioner. Didn't I'm work. guessing that she was one of the lifers that had probably been. Oh there. yeah, and probably Wendy. is still there. Uh, well, it closed, oh, but no. I'm sure she's doing something similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've waited tables. Uh, year, it's been years, but I I love the people that have been there. The women that have waited tables forever. They're so They're grizzled great. and awesome. Oh yeah. I feel like they made me very funny because they just did not cut me any slack, like made fun of me constantly. And so I was forced to make fun of them back. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is like a little battle we're having every time I show up at Friendly's. <laughs> the opposite of the name. <laughs> <laughs> totally. There was this woman, uh, Barb, Barbie. They're all Barb, aren't Bar- they? Barb or Barbie, depending on how close you were, you depend uh what you would call her and uh she would say i i used to work lunches because it was too busy in dinner i just didn't want to learn the menu you know the whole menu and you're jv i get it jv yeah. totally i it was uh my head my head wasn't in it completely like it should have been and barbie would say you know we'd work lunch sometimes it'd be really busy other times it would be really dead instead of uh but she would her saying about that was well you know what they say it's feast or phantom Oh no, Barb. You got that one a little wrong. <laughs> You're close. You're in the neighborhood. Easter Phantom. <laughs> I'd love to spend some time trying to figure out what that would mean. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like you eat or you die and become a ghost or something. Wonder what that meant in her head. Uh-huh. I'm dying here. <laughs> so uh I have a million I wrote down a million notes because you've done so much shit. I don't even know where to begin. And shit is I mean that complimentary. You mean that in a good way. In a very like, good way. Like you're the shit. You're the shit, man. You done so much shit is good. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I want to say that uh You start I see that it's a list. I would suggest going with the top. <laughs> Starting there and just working your way down. No laugh track one sixty one. Yeah, like, we got all that out of the no way, right? Last comic again, standing tonight. Last comic standing. You know what? I was going to compliment you on your website. 
You have a Which great one. Uh, the I think it's a tumbler, possibly. Oh yeah, I've got a few of those. Okay, uh, the one like that my personal the one. one? That, yes, the one that pops up just when oh. I search your name. That's definitely the first time I've ever gotten a compliment. Really, on my personal. Well, let me tell blog. you, as someone that hosts <laughs> this thing and and you know is does my own research and you go to comics websites a lot of them are haven't been updated yeah. in five years yeah i mean tumblr makes it pretty easy like we we i got on tumblr very early because where i used to work they the bosses of college humor had invested in tumblr like very very early oh. and so they kind of came back to the office one day and they were like hey everyone there's this new like blog thing like get off wordpress and blogger and like go try out tumblr it's like super easy um so i've been on there forever and it really makes it like super simple yeah. to do everything i'm like plugging tumblr <laughs> <laughs> plugging your own site that's a good thing yeah uh yeah i like uh i enjoy it it's a nice interface i don't update it as frequently as i should i noticed reading through i was like oh most of these are like plugs for things i'm doing i gotta stop doing that yeah. You need to sprinkle in some like interesting things that's, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah. But I was impressed that it's actually been updated in the last, well, three hundred sixty-five days. So <laughs> good, good for you. Um, what do you? Th- what uh, people know you from College Humor, like you just mentioned? True. True. Pranked. Yeah. Some people from Pranked. Pranked. Yeah. What do you get most from people? Probably College Humor. Yeah. I think forever, and I, I haven't worked at, at College Humor since two thousand. 13 i guess is maybe when i left some 2012 13 somewhere around there but i think i'll just forever be tied to it you know um like i'm at snl now and i noticed that that like that first snl cast is just always going to be from snl sure you know like and and a lot of them went on and made like tons of movies and all this stuff but they're still just like kind of associated with with snl yeah Uh, and i feel like that's how uh, how it is with college humor and and me and, and the the other you know the other uh, my little crew who kind of first broke there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's go back. You grew up in where? Connecticut. Connecticut. Heard of it? Probably I, not. A lot of people don't really understand that. That's a full state. That's where Dave Letterman Union. lives, right? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Probably a lot of very wealthy New Yorkers uh, move to a far western Connecticut where they can still commute to the city yeah, and they can have like a giant estate and a mansion and, and things like that. How was so, your mansion? Mine uh, mine is not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> mine, uh, the thing is I don't have one so it's not great. Um, someday I'd love to have a Connecticut mansion but <laughs> not, not yet. When did you leave there. Connecticut? I left for uh, college 2001 and I went to school in New York, in New York City, in the Bronx. And I never left since. That's it. Pretty boring. I've just stuck in New York <laughs> since 2001. <laughs> I haven't done the L.A. thing for work? You know, I have. I did move to L.A. for a few months to work on a show. And, like, I, I'll normally spend at least a month of my year in L.A. working on something. Or just, you know, most of my friends live there now. Yeah. Kind of that's what happens in New York is... You make friends. Everyone comes to New York when they're young to cut their teeth and and learn how to get good at uh, comedy or writing or whatever they're doing or acting. And and then at some point they're like, oh, there's no jobs here. (laughs) I should move to L.A. where literally all the work is. And so you kind of just have these sort of bittersweet uh, (laughs) exoduses of like uh, big groups of your friends leaving at once. Sure, sure. But that just means i'm out in la seeing friends a lot which nice. is nice yeah because it's like a much better place to live than new york definitely yeah, yeah. oh yeah like qual- this is how i always def- describe it like la is a better place and new york's a better city you know i don't know if that fully makes sense but it's like new york as a city is the is unbeatable in my opinion it's just like yeah the most uh my friend jeff rubin was like new york is the most city city i've ever been <laughs> and yeah. i was like yeah that's very true it's uh-huh. just like such a great city but la is just a better place like the weather's nicer you have a better quality of life you can afford like up to three rooms in your home which yes. is really i want to know amazing what, what is what are your living conditions like now 
Uh, I love hearing about New York living. I have a. I actually have a pretty nice place. You're I'm married, so there's married. another income. Right. So I'm married, um, which really helps. We have a <laughs> loft, one room, okay. but it's pretty big, and we have a little roof deck. Nice. Um, and we pay more than I imagine the the rent on this entire comedy club every month. <laughs> but you know, it's New York, and like we. And we still have a deal. People are like shocked when they hear what we pay in rent. They're like, "How? This should be like two thousand dollars more a month." And we just kind of lucked out and found a good, a good place. But I was looking at real estate around here because that's what I do when I go to other places. Okay. Because New Yorkers are obsessed with real estate. It's like porn for us. We just love like seeing apartments and seeing what things cost. Yeah, what your where your money could go. Yeah, and my wife and I are like we want to buy something in New York and basically the 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 basement floor for like a two bedroom apartment in New York is about uh $850,000. And I so I looked around here in the warehouse district where we are. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh. Oh my god, we could buy like four lofts. A we could buy a straight loft. up building yeah. here." And have four separate awesome lofts <laughs> for what it would cost for us to get a real small, shitty two-bedroom yeah. in a crime-ridden neighborhood in New York. <laughs> so I think I might just like, I think I might just become a real estate mogul here instead. There you go. Know, it seems like a good move, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, do you have a vehicle? I do. We have a car. That's the one thing that sets us apart from most New Yorkers. I yeah, think. we bought a car in a. We are, but we're from the same town. We grew up together in Connecticut. And so we were traveling to and from Connecticut constantly on the train. And we have dogs. And it's just a major pain in the ass. And we worked out. We're like, oh, we spend so much on train tickets that, that could be, that's more than a car payment every month. Yeah. Like, we should just get a car. What about so parking what it, did. though? Uh, you know, street parking. It's fine. Not really. There's no meters unless you're on a main street. Oh, so. okay. Again, we've we've forayed into a very exciting topic. It, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I park cars on the side. I'm very fast. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, okay, right on. I so did you? What were you doing first? Writing and putting doing it on stage, or writing and give in like very early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd been on stage a few times in high school, like hosting things, and I gave like a speech at my graduation and stuff. But, a funny speech? Yeah, funny speech. Oh, I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> that was terrible. But it seemed to go over pretty well. Um, I was, I think, writing first, though. Like, I was writing in college for one of the newspapers at my school, just like writing silly articles. Oh, okay. Because uh, my roommate was the editor and no one would write for this paper. So he was like begging people <laughs> to write, write literally anything. It didn't matter. And he would print it. Wow. Um, so I was doing that. And then uh, and then just one one night, like everyone at my school, I went to this school called Fordham. And Fordham. Fordham. And it's like New York's number three college. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Columbia, NYU, then Fordham. Do they sell that shirt? They should. <laughs> it would probably be the best selling shirt in the bookstore. <laughs> uh, and everyone there, almost everyone was an nyu reject i was not um oh, okay and i felt like i was very proud of that i was like yeah i was the only one who didn't get rejected from nyu at this whole school uh but most people at fordham had like something that they wanted to do they were it was a very like um determined group of students who were like i'm gonna be in politics i'm gonna be a banker i'm gonna be a journalist and you know they, everyone had these like kind of tracks that they were in yeah and i had no idea what i wanted to do I was like, maybe I'll be a history professor or something. I don't know. I, it doesn't sound that appealing, but maybe I'll do that. And uh, and then one night I just like saw this thing on Craigslist. And it was like, comedy, come do comedy. And it was a bringer show in the city. What were you searching? Uh, well, I, I went, I, I was searching for like how to do comedy. I didn't know. I didn't know if you just like showed up at a club and were like, hi, can I can I come up and do some comedy? And I was like, maybe there's something on Craigslist about it. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> there's like an open show or something. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, there was. And so I like did that bringer, convinced my friends to go. Yeah. Um, and did okay. I did like, all right. And then I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do this. This will be the thing I do. 
So it was uh, it was nice. I think I was a sophomore. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's uh, in the contest, the funniest person contest <laughs> is going on right now. I saw at that. Acme. Yeah. Um, in fact, just when I uh, pulled up today, I got a text from a friend of mine. Tonight's his night. Oh wow! So if I call now, I I may have to come back for a second You're night in a row again. Oh no! Son of I'm going to do a totally different hour tonight. Would you do so that? don't worry. Yeah. Please? I, my thing is I do a different hour every night. Like, <laughs> I heard what Louie was doing, a new hour every year, and I was like, <laughs> i got to do something big to stand out here. So I, I do a new hour every night. That is perfect. Yeah. It's really bad stuff. Real, <laughs> just really, really rough. <laughs> Much like the, uh, maybe like the writing you were doing in college. Just, we'll throw anything up yeah, there. Yeah, anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I All saw- Grand Canyon material. <laughs> I saw that uh, uh, on your Twitter, I was checking out your Twitter feed, you, you're holding a trophy on your sunburnt forehead. Oh, yeah, my Webby. How, do you, how, how did you earn a Webby? I wrote, it was the last thing I wrote for College Humor before I left. I wrote this video called If Google Was a Guy. Okay. And I, you know, I wrote it, and then I left... And then, like, six months later, they made it, and uh, it did really, really well, and then they were like, can you write, like, another one? And so I did that, and then we did another one. I think we did three all together. Um, so it was a very belated win. For, yeah. I mean, you just got done like, saying that you don't work there. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's, I think it's been, like, fully over two years since I've worked there, but we, but I won the Webby <laughs> Uh, this year for it, so that was nice. That's cool. I think it's the first award I've ever won. I like don't remember ever winning any award ever. Do you watch that show Real Sports on HBO? No, I do not. They, with Bryant Gumble. Yes, yes. Well, last week's uh, episode was all about. They had a, a story about how it's destroying kids' lives right now for for everyone getting a trophy. And they interviewed this woman that runs a soccer league, seven hundred and some kids in the summer soccer league. Every one of these kids, whether they even have shown up, if their name is even on the list that they signed up at the beginning <laughs> of the year and never went, they'll have a trophy waiting for them at the end. Good time to be in the trophy business. That's, they, well, you I sound mean, like I'm, a producer I because did. they did that. They followed, they went to a, a trophy sto- uh, manufacturer in South Dakota and the guy was like, yeah, uh, when this company started, my parents <laughs> started this company and they've sold, you know, a few hundred a year. Now we do, uh, you know, a billion Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I won, like, I definitely won participation awards or, like, most improved, but those aren't real awards. Like, I'm talking about a real award where it's like, you won the thing yeah. because you're better than the, everyone else. I never won one of those, so that feels good. Yeah. I'm sure my parents have a closet full of bullshit trophies I won as a kid for, you know, freaking showing up and getting slightly better over the course <laughs> of a season. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of improved. Yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> consistently bad. <laughs> I have a closet full of those, <laughs> let me tell you. And by the way, I, you, uh, right at the start of your uh, stand-up set last night, you talked about baseball, which yeah. I love. And I actually have a part-time job working over at the stadium. You better get over there. They're playing today. Yes, like right at, now. I as think. we speak. So I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I, I apologize. Maybe you want to go to that game today. Sorry. No, I think I'm okay. going to go on Sunday. All right. Oh, you're going to stay in town. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's a little too late to get out of town Saturday night at, like, 1 in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I have some friends who live, like, a little, you know, a couple hours away, and they're like, you gotta go to a Twins game. Yeah. We gotta go. So I'm gonna go check it out. I go to Mets games, though. See, I normally don't fly to Minneapolis <laughs> to see the Twins. Have you done that, though, gone to games in other cities when you're I, touring? You know, I don't... Not baseball games. I was... In Australia this summer with two of my buddies, and we went to a few um, AFL games, like Aussie Rules football games. Did you know anything about that? No. No, not at all. And it's nuts. We kind of figured out the rules by the end of the second game. It's really fun, though. It's like, this sport's this sport's great. We should have this here. Did you pick a team to cheer for? Yeah, we just we always rooted for the home team. Okay. We went to two different stadiums in two different cities. Um and uh, it's just brutal. Those guys just beat the hell out of each other. A lot of fun. How and you were talking about how much you love the crowds. You know, like all the yeah, energy. yeah. How is that uh, b- baseball crowd compared to a uh, very similar Australian rules? Lot very similar. A lot of like I noticed with football. Like when I go to football games, there's not as much like direct 
uh, meanness to the players. It's more to other people in the stands. Yeah, there's some like interstand, like yelling and and things like that. Um, But I feel like baseball and these AFL games, people were like, you're you're close enough to the players where they're just like screaming at them the whole time. (laughs) Uh, and that's pretty fun to watch, you know. It, when else do you get to just like yell at a millionaire, you know, with with zero repercussions? We were uh, we were taunting a player, a college hockey player, back when I was in college. Went to some games, and a girl stood up because she was listening to what we were saying, and she goes, "That's my friend's friend, and that isn't nice." <laughs> yeah, my friend's friend. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? She was probably right. She was right. It was probably mean what you were saying. It was mean. It was I feel mean. like you shouldn't ever rip on non-professional athletes. Oh. Well, I wouldn't do it now. Professionals, you're like, ah, you're getting paid so much money. I don't really feel that bad for you. you when, I did, when I, when I uh, did that to a college hockey player, I was the same age. So I think that that makes it okay. All right. All right. But I wouldn't. Don't do worry. Now. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> mad at you. I don't think you're mean, dude. S- stop judging me. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Uh, I watched some. Another great thing about your website is you have your uh, these videos that show there's tons of shit that you've done, like acting and stuff from pranks oh, yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I watched one. Did could you give me more details on this missed half court shot? Oh, one of the prank war yes. videos. Yes, yes, that was my favorite one. It's part of a series my friend Amir and I did. I think we made. Seven or eight? I'm not sure. But they were, it was just, uh, you know, a pranks going back and forth at each other over the course of maybe five or six years. So it was like, it was not a frequent thing, you know? It was like one every few months, maybe. Um, and that one was kind of, I think, my proudest, my best one. Okay. And he was, I found out he was going uh, with, my friend Neil, they were going to like a Maryland basketball game and I rigged it so that he would get picked to take this blindfolded half court shot for half a million dollars, which like no college is going to give <laughs> half a million dollars. Good point. Uh, so, and the school was like totally played along. They were great. They just like gave me everything I wanted. They made it seem so official. They like brought him back to sign waivers and all this stuff. And while he was doing that, I went out into the court and I told everyone, like, hey, all right, here's what's going to happen. My friend's going to come out here. He's going to take this shot. Like, no matter what happens, cheer like he made it. So he <laughs> thinks he made it. And they did exactly what I asked. And it was uh, it was a beautiful moment. Just like, I think it was 18,000 people. Yeah, looks Just packed. like all coming together to mess with my friend. It was beautiful. Did that make it like on Sports Center and everything when that yeah, happened? Yeah, that one went around. That one got around. Uh, got around everywhere. We went on Kimmel with that one. And, oh, that's how you ended up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it, that one really broke pretty big. It was pretty popular. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think like the. Uh, I just overheard a story from a friend of mine t- um, because a girl was hanging out with us. I had never met her before, and he was like, "This is the person that we pranked with the fake lottery ticket." Oh man, that's a that's a great prank. Where she thought and she <laughs> fell for it. Apparently, thought she won ten thousand dollars until they could have f- gone way higher than that. Right? No, I know, <laughs> I know. Until she flipped it over and saw the fine print. Oh man, those yeah. are so funny. Uh huh. I hope no one ever does that to me because I think I'll kill myself. How are you in taking pranks? Pretty good, I think. I think I'm all right. Yeah. Do you do? You it know, with I your, don't like it. Between your wife, does she into it? No, we we don't really mess with each other that much. Um, they're like I, I've seen like pranking couples, you know, on YouTube and and stuff like that. First of all, I think most of it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just like I don't want to be on guard all the time at home. Like I don't, I don't want my home to be a place where I'm just like constantly worried something's going to happen to me. Right, you know? right. It needs to be a safe place. Yeah, you don't have to double check the toilet every time you're about yeah. to sit down. And I don't think she would like it very much at all. No, well, I reacted very poorly to my fiance pulling one on me about a year ago. She thought it was super funny, <laughs> and I reacted very negatively, and that put the end to it immediately. Yeah, I bet. I and I'll tell you what she did. She put the old. I got it from uh, the idea from my buddy, Zach, who pulls the pranks on everybody. And uh, she put glitter 
in my air vents in the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That and, one's annoying. Yes, yeah, super annoying. annoying. And I lease my car. So, like, when I turn it in, that shit's still going to be in oh, there. Oh, yeah, glitter stays forever. You, you uh, Yeah, I can't pick you that. You should have used baby powder or flour. Something that you can clean a little more mm-hmm. easily. Vac- I can vacuum that yeah. out a lot easier. Glitter that that car is glittered forever. So she put it, you know, in the in the main air vents. But I usually I uh, was using my defrost at the time, so it didn't even shoot out for two days. I drove around <laughs> and then and then I switched the air vent like in mid drive. Boom. Kind of a dangerous one if you're moving. Mm-hmm. When that I was. Happens. Yeah. I think the the way you're supposed to do it is to turn all the air on um, she didn't do that part and i don't turn the car then, off yes oh, okay mm-hmm. she should have set it <laughs> she up she messed like up so as soon as i start the car the next morning boom no she didn't do that she didn't do that but i uh, saw a really great one where someone this was like you really need to know about cars to do this but they wired they wired the horn to the brake pedal <laughs> so every time this person pressed the brake the horn went off it was really, really amazing. Like very, very smart, very well done. <laughs> I, uh, I saw that you wrote a book, White yeah. Wine, Truth. Yes, I did write a book. It's a website, another Tumblr. Yeah, um, that I've had for. I think I started in two thousand seven. Okay, and people just send me, like, it's a, a site that collects first world problems, and it's wine with an H. Correct. There we go. Yep. So now it all makes sense. Wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aren't I so damn clever? <laughs> and people just send me like, you know, screen caps of their friends on Facebook, like complaining about, you know, their new ski boots or anything like that. And uh, <laughs> eventually I got enough that I was able to sell a book and write a little book about it. <laughs> that was fun. I mean, writing a book isn't fun. Writing a book sucks. Okay. It's uh, one of the worst things you can do. <laughs> Very lonely. Um it was like, remember when you had to write five-page essays yeah, in high school? I, I and you were just that. like, oh, God. It's like, it was like writing 250 of those. Oh. Um, with a I'm deadline. Ha- <laughs> with a deadline. Oh, yeah, with a deadline. And, I, and I'm such a procrastinator. I always put things off. And mm-hmm. so I think I wrote the majority of the book in like two weeks <laughs> before it was due. Because, <laughs> you know, I'd write a little bit, and then I'd go do something else. And, write, and then it was like, oh, no, I need to write like, 20 entries a day for the next two weeks or this book is not getting done so i kind of had to hustle but I, I i like the book it's pretty fun it's a good toilet book yeah i think uh-huh you know that's that was the goal you can kind of open it to any page and read a little bit and should be fun yeah I, I was looking at it on amazon great reviews on there all right yeah, yeah. not bad i noticed that a lot of the rev- at least the like four or five i read they were written very they were written like as if as complaints yes yeah which is very yeah. funny some people did that. Those must be very loyal fans of Some yours. Some people did that with and gave it a one-star review. Oh, no. And then wrote it as a complaint, as a joke. And I was like, no, you don't get it. Yeah, that's not that funny because <laughs> you're, like, ruining my book. Yeah. Like, if you want to do your, like, write a review as a complaint, great. But, like, give it a, you know, if you really liked it, give it a five-star. Yeah. Please. Uh-huh. What are you doing, you lunatic? <laughs> you're not helping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you're not making this easier for me. That's sort of a white uh, wine right there. Yeah. Really? It really is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. I have one that just happened on the way here. Oh, yeah? And uh, I'd love to share it with you. Please do. I uh, was driving on the highway here, and the normal three lanes was about to be turned to, to two lanes. Oh, no. And have you heard of the zipper merge? No. No. The zipper merge is recommended by the Min- MnDOT, Minnesota Department of Transportation. Is it when it just goes... Car, car, where like instead one car, of next car, instead yeah. of when you first see that sign three miles down lane ends and then merging then that slows everyone down stay in your lane until the end and then zipper oh, one car the other car one car the other car one car the other car okay so my white my my wine is that uh, I was fully uh, I fully support the zipper merge <laughs> it was utilizing that staying in the left lane because there's still another you know half a mile before this thing closed there was one car ahead of me. Still, that car got past the car that was going to take it upon themselves to block everyone with the Wisconsin plate. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. You wouldn't even you wouldn't be mad if it wasn't a Wisco. <laughs> no, that just that just makes it worse. You would have been fine if it was a if it was a Minnesotan. That's that just makes it worse. Minnesotan, right? Yeah, Minnesotan. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so my wine is for this woman who took it upon herself 
to ruin my zipper merge this morning. If you post on Facebook, screen cap it, send it in, you know. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it up. If you you haven't had that one yet? Is that a new one? I don't think we've had that one, no. Okay. All right. I don't there's been so many though. Maybe. <laughs> And then you wrote. We're trying to. Co- I'm trying to cover everything you've done here. This is a. This is Go your life. Yeah, this is fun. By the way, uh, all my all my stunning accomplishments. Damn right. You know, I should have asked you this from the beginning. Uh, Streeter. How, yeah. Where does that name come from? It's my uh, grandmother's maiden name. Oh. That's pretty much it. There's yeah. not too much to the story, I'm afraid. That's good enough, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. And then you know it was gonna go away. Because she was married, so my dad is a streeter as well, and then he gave it to me, and now I feel like I'm sort of obligated to, if I have a son, to curse that kid <laughs> with the same name. <laughs> Maybe not, though. <laughs> what does your wife think about that? Uh, I think she likes it. I mean, she likes my name. Yeah. It was, you know, it it's good now. I have no complaints about it now. As a kid, it was kind of annoying. Yeah. You know, um, because. Maybe it's different 30 years later, but, like, when I was a kid, there weren't that many weird names yet. You know, it was mostly, like, Jeffs and Mikes and Johns and Mm -hmm. things like that. Jason. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. Uh, And so I kind of, like, stood out. And it was just, like, a little embarrassing. Every substitute teacher would be, like, street, street, streeter? You know, and it was like, yeah, just, you know that word. <laughs> I never understood why people had trouble with it. It was like, this is a word, it's probably one of your first 100 words for everyone. Yeah. Street. <laughs> and then there's an er on the end, which is a pretty common suffix for thing. Like, this is not a complicated thing to say, uh, but it really just baffles people yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I, I love that uh, on the, the cover of the book, White Wine that it's spelled incorrectly oh yeah yeah that was my that was my pitch to the <laughs> that's very funny it's like sp- that's a very common complaint is like the barista spelled my name wrong yeah <laughs> you know and people get very indignant about it uh especially people with like you know it's it's one thing if like your barista spells like mike wrong or something yeah. maybe i could see you thinking that's a little funny but when your name is like you know Jennifer, and it's like G Y Y N Y F O R, whatever. And people still get mad about that. Uh, those people, I think, should um, should be shot. There's a I reason guess. why they can't find the vanity plate at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the bane of my life, mm-hmm. looking for a little souvenir with my name on That's it. That's true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> street, you, street, street. Nothing. They're gonna have that. Nothing. No. So how? You work for fucking Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That's awesome. It is awesome. It's great. How does, uh, how does that happen? You know, I, I, they look for writers the same way. They, everyone writes was, packets. Was it a Craigslist ad again? It was. I went on Craigslist, and I was like, I'd really like to work at SNL. <laughs> and lo and behold, there was a post about it. Lord, L, L- M. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I emailed, and that was it. It was done. <laughs> I submitted to the show a bunch of times over a few years. Just writing. Always writing, yeah. I I didn't set out to do acting or any on-camera work. I never thought I was that good of an actor. Um I don't I don't understand acting. <laughs> like I I I the like my friends that are actors, they view it the way I view comedy or or writing as this like craft that you can hone. And like, I can't understand that with acting. Not that they, not that that they can't, that it couldn't be understood, but like, it just doesn't work for me. I'm like, I don't get how to do the things you're doing, (laughs) but I acknowledge that what you're doing is better than anything I could do. Like, I just know I can't do it Mm -hmm. at that level. Um, So I only really did acting because we started making videos at college humor and at first, like, we didn't want to pay other people to Fair come in and do it. And so it was fun, you know? Like, I, I think I can act my way through a sketch. But I was never like, I could be the lead in a movie. Mm. I can do it. Um, hopefully I'll eat those words someday. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, so always writing. Uh, I like I like writing a lot. I like to con- sort of be able to control what's happening a little more uh-huh. than you can as an actor. You know, where you're just handed a thing gotcha. and you have to just go do it. Yeah. 
Um, and then people are always yelling at you, being like, you're doing it wrong. Do it this way. No, you're wrong. Again, do it this way. Uh, so that didn't seem like a, a great deal of fun. Did um, you turn in anything that people would uh, recognize that was... Like, did I write anything? Yeah. Uh, I wrote a few things this season. No, I mean... Uh, oh, no. Oh, let me, oh. Let me rephrase that. When you applied for SNL, when you got the job, right. the writing that you turned in, was that stuff that people would recognize? No, 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 no. So you, you mean like, yeah, you have to write like uh, new sketches. Okay, okay. You know, um, I forget how many it is, but you have to do like five or seven. You can't like, like use that. stuff that you did at college. No, humor. no, no. no. I, I guess you could. I don't think it would be a good idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, or maybe it is. I have no idea. The process is, I, I know very little about it. All I know is I wrote these things. And gave them to my agents, and they handed them in. And then at some point, someone got a phone call that was like, "You, you know, come in and, and meet with the head writers and talk to them, um, and then uh, and then come back and and talk to Lorne, which was like a dream come true. So just just like to talk to him was like, I can't believe I'm talking. Is it just the two of you when you when you met him? Yeah, it was. It was just us, and we mostly talked about baseball. Which, <laughs> which was which was fine. Okay. Um, but it was like so surreal, and I was like, "Well, you know, this probably isn't going to happen because SNL is notoriously difficult to, you know, to get a foot in the door there." But like, I'll I'll call that a career highlight. Just like being in that room and, yeah. and having a having a talk with this like hero of mine, you know, this this like genius. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then I got a call that. You know, I got the job, and it was, uh, yeah, it was like one of the best, <laughs> one of the best moments of my life. It was fantastic because I also did not know what I was going to do at that point. Yeah, like I, I had written on a show in L.A. called um, Trophy Wife, which was on ABC. It got canceled, but it was a really, I thought it was a really great show. It was like a family comedy, but um, like I, th- I thought it had some teeth, and I thought the writing was was good, and the cast was great. And so I was really disappointed. It got canceled. I was back in New York. And I Is didn't that really... what you left College Humor for, was to write for that? Uh, no, I, I left College Humor. I just felt like I, I had done the work I was going to do there. Yeah. You know, I had been there for eight or nine years, and I didn't really see any path forward, really. You know, like, College Humor's making a bunch of TV shows now, which is great, but we weren't at that point. And it didn't seem like that was going to be an emphasis for the company for, you know, the foreseeable future. And I was like, well, I want to work on TV, so I think I need to kind of bite the bullet and and leave and cross okay. my fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was just back in New York, kind of not knowing what I was going to do, uh, and then this, you know, this like lifelong dream just happened. <laughs> so that was great. Did you have friends on the show already? Or? Uh, yeah, I had one. My my good friend Sarah, who worked at college humor with me for many years she had been a writer there for a few years so she was my my one buddy there cool and i knew some of the other um writers and and a few of the cast members just from being around new york okay. and doing comedy yeah. and stuff how many writers are there then man i don't know 12 14 something like that okay there's a lot of there's a lot of creative input because the cast writes as well yeah uh so and it, it's 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 groups you know it's like very rare that someone just writes something by themselves um it's normally you teaming up with yeah. a few people coming up with stuff so you've, you've done one year one season one season yeah when do you go um, back to work i go back i'm not sure sometime in september <laughs> okay. or october uh i think is when the season starts um and it's like it's great because you also get kind of teacher vacation. Like I've just yeah. had the whole summer off, uh, and you know there is that question mark of like, oh, I wonder if I'm going back to work, which is stressful. But um, but it's still nice to just be like, oh God, I have like three months. I can kind of do anything right now. Like this never happens yeah. to adults. This is great. Uh-huh. <laughs> did, uh huh. Did did you do much comedy like stand up over uh, the season? A little bit. I I did five shows in australia with my friends jake and amir um but mostly i just went on a big trip with my wife because the snl schedule is grueling it's really demanding like when when the show is on when it's a show week you really have to give yourself over to it there's not a lot of time for anything else 
So my wife and I, and and she also, I should mention, works like works opposite hours. Like oh, okay. she, she gets up at five in the morning uh, to go to work. And so we were kind of just like passing each other, both super tired all the time. Yeah. And so we felt like, you know, why don't we take a few weeks and just go on this big trip, just us, and, and like get to know each other again. So that was fun. Aw. Yeah. It was nice. very cute. Nice. Nice. Was there any, is there any sort of uh, initiation when you get hired at Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Um, you're given the comedy robe. It's this black velvet uh, robe, and you're made to run the gauntlet. There's a long haul, and all former cast members and writers... <laughs> Stand on either side with, uh, you know, like a bat that you use to check tire pressure, and you're um, forced to run through there, s- shouting out character ideas. Uh, and if they're not that funny, or if they seem a little derivative, um, you're hit. You know, you're hit by by one of the the former cast members or writers. So yeah, there was that. That was fun. I feel like you've been asked that before. <laughs> there is no initiation, uh, you know. And honestly, it, it, I've. Because I'm such a fan of the show that I've read everything about it and watched everything about it. Okay. Um, and, like, there, I, I was nervous going in there because I thought everyone's going to be mean and, like, yell at me and things like that. And everyone's just very cool. Like, everyone's very nice and friendly and welcoming. There wasn't – I didn't get the – I didn't have a feeling of, oh, I'm not welcome here. You yeah. know, or, like, or I need to really prove myself. Okay. I'm sure I did, like – you must have read. J- you must have read Jay Moore's book at some point. <laughs> I did. I did read that one. <laughs> yeah. My God. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, like somewhere, I was being evaluated, but it was never very apparent. Yeah. You know, okay. Which was which was great. Made it much much more fun and and relaxing to do. And when you're writing, do you have cast members in mind every yeah, time? Or yeah. You have to cast your sketches. Yeah. Um, and often you're writing them with that person. Okay. Because you know? it's. Like, again, as an actor, this would be very difficult to just be handed a thing that's like a character, and you just have to understand that character. So, you know, it's e- I think it's easier to sit down with them and, you know, get their take on it, or sometimes they'll come to you with a character that needs wants- fleshing out, or it needs, like, a, a container, yeah. you know? Um, What's that like with the guest hosts, then? Do you sit pretty down? Fun. With, do, I mean, yeah, do you sit down fun. with them and get to know them, and like, hey, here's what we're gonna do with you. And, uh, yeah, you pitch them and talk to them. Sometimes they have ideas that they uh, that they you know they come with ideas or accents or something, and um, you can try to work work up an idea from that, which is fun. It's really, I mean, it's it's great. <laughs> There's not much else to say about it. It's stressful, exhausting, and wonderful. Have you uh, um, have you met enough celebrities and being one yourself that you don't get starstruck or other people that show up like holy crap? I I do get starstruck. I think you must have been around. Well, answer that, but you must have been around for that uh, anniversary special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just bonkers. <laughs> the, the, the caliber of person at that party was just nuts. I remember at one point I was going to the bathroom. And I had to like squeeze between Bill O'Reilly and Paul McCartney, <laughs> like we're just like standing kind of back to back. I was like, "This is so weird." Wow. I, I I also talked to Sarah Palin for like twenty minutes at that party, which was very strange. Wow. Uh, it was yeah. I mean, that was like it was almost depressing because I was like, "I'll never be at a party like this ever again," and I don't know if there will be a party like this ever again. Because it, unlike an Oscar party or an Emmy party or something like that, SNL is this weird thing that pulls in so many different kinds of people from different areas. So the the party's like actors and musicians and politicians and like you know these like authors and then these kind of like vague, interesting cultural figures and uh, it was like they, these people. I don't think are ever going to be in the same room together. Right? Again. No. Yeah. There's no way. It was so. It was so amazing. Uh, are the so? If you, like you said, you read and like knew everything you could possibly know before you even got there. Were the I had read quite a bit. Yeah. The parties as epic as you were expecting. You know, I had been to a few with um, with my friend Sarah, and you know, they're it's a it's a hot ticket in town for sure. Like the SNL parties. And nice. I'd gone to a couple over the years, um, and they're. They're really fun. I don't think they're 
insane, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't think they're that crazy. <laughs> and then uh, it's mostly like. Uh, it's like supposed to be a come down from the show. You know? <laughs> like the craziest part is the show. Like that's the insane part. And yeah. then the party's more about eating dinner at two in the morning and like winding down okay. from this like really adrenaline inducing experience. What's uh, what is your role? What are you doing while the show is on live? Uh, where, are you, where are you? It depends. You know, if you have stuff on that week, you're sometimes running around and changing things talking to cast members checking the cue cards if you don't have anything on you just be watching and sometimes you're like press ganged into helping with things oh, you okay. know like you should just, it seems like the best thing to do is, is to be available <laughs> uh, i spent a lot of time being available for people for joke punch-ups or, or whatever you know whatever was needed did they bring you out on, you know, I know writers sometimes get up on, uh, you know, get in skits. Did you do any? I was in a few. Yeah. Always in heavy makeup. <laughs> I was in one I wrote with um, Bobby Moynihan and uh, another writer there, Mikey Day. We wrote one um, called The Hobbit Office, <laughs> and I played an orc and was in, I mean, it had to be 55 pounds of prosthetics and wow. makeup. it was nuts i was sweating so much <laughs> that sweat was coming out of a tiny hole in the prosthetic chin <laughs> dripping down the rest of the costume there's <laughs> no sweat gland there sir yeah it was just pooling in the chin uh and those i mean the snl makeup guys are incredible i bet uh, but i don't know if they were ready to deal with the sweatiness of me <laughs> so i got in a few things i mean it's so exciting it's just like uh, you know, even though I'm buried in makeup, I was still like, this is great. This yeah, is so fun. That's awesome. I get to be in an SNL thing. How many hours are you there in a work week? Oh, God. A lot, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Br- bright and early? No, not not bright and early, but Into very late. Very late? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, It normally starts around 11 or 12, and then you're there until God knows when. You know, and it's largely up to you to some extent. Like, if you wanted to leave early, I'm sure you could. No one, no one's there. Like, you don't have to punch in or punch (laughs) out. Um, But goodness, I always wanted to be there because I didn't want to. I didn't want to. A, I didn't want to miss anything. Right. Like this might be my one time I'm here in my life. I don't want to miss anything. Right. Uh, And then often, and this isn't just SNL. Like most, most um, uh, comedy like most comedians and and any sort of comedy group knows this, that you just get ideas from hanging out with each other. Like ideas just bubble up or someone says something funny. And then, you know, you as a group can like run with that. And if you're not hanging around, then you're not going to be around when that happens. Uh So I felt like that's a lot of, a lot of good ideas come from just hanging out. Yeah. Or the classic David tell joke about leaving the party. And then (laughs) next morning they tell your friends tell you that everything, a clown showed up, a midget (laughs) clown showed up right after you left. It was amazing. You get that FOMA, you know, (laughs) Uh (laughs) exactly. Real thing. You, um, you brought up trophy wife and I just have one question about that show. Sure thing. Because I've had a crush on Malin Ackerman. Oh yeah. Forever. She's a very, very attractive very attractive woman tell, tell me i say Was that your question <laughs> there really isn't a question i don't even i she i i don't get really starstruck but if i met her i would be beauty struck she you know she's so friendly and so just like bubbly and outgoing it kind of is disarming <laughs> you know good. you you do like there are people that are so attractive that it's um, you're like I can't talk to this person. This mm-hmm. is like I need to just leave because I'm a troll, and this person is a goddess. Yeah, and I should go back to my little cave and eat a whole pumpkin or what you know whatever trolls do for fun. But right riddles. She like it, it's it's weird because you're coworkers, you know. So like I'm sure if we had met in a different like scenario. Where I'm coming to her, like as a fan, the vibe would be different. And right, her right, vibe right. would probably be different. You right, know, absolutely. she'd be a little more guarded, a little more protected. But absolutely. like, you're coming to her as a coworker, and you're like, "Let's talk about work." I have this script. Like, what do you think about this? You know, and and uh, so she's just herself, and she's fantastic. 
She's uh, really, really, really friendly. That's that's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. But thank you. She said uh, you're pretty cool, too. She did? Yeah, yeah. Does she listen to the podcast? Yeah, she does. Oh She's uh, She said day one fan. This is going to be weird. <laughs> I'm blushing right now, Malin. I just want you to know that. I'm blushing right now. Um, let's see. A couple more things I want to bring up. I don't want to take up too much more of your time here. I loved the... Uh, I don't... Some of the song parodies on com- uh, College Humor. Oh, yeah. Fucking hilarious. Those were man. fun. Hilarious. Uh, we tried to, we're like, there was a period where Weird Al didn't release anything for a while. And we're like, we got to get in there. We got to get in that hole. Yeah. <laughs> right do you like now. Weird Al? <laughs> what? Do you like Weird Al? You know, I do like Weird Al, but I'm not like a Weird Al lunatic. Like some people, few of my friends, are like Weird Al psychos. They... They love Weird Al, and I think because they just listened to him growing up so much, he's like a god. And uh, but I'm I was, one of those. Fans. I, I always liked Weird Al, like I, you know, I liked his videos and stuff. But I, but I didn't really keep up, <laughs> keep up with it as I got a little older. When I got home from your show last night, my fiance said, uh, "Oh, you would have liked um, Hollywood Game Night." tonight and i said i doubt it because that show's terrible but why do you think that i write a, i write the snl parodies of that <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah and uh and she said weird al was on i'm like oh yeah still uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird show it's yeah a very weird show <laughs> hey if uh i don't know what ha- if you have any hand in in um oh now i can't think of his name uh uh this is going to sound terrible. The black guy, the chubby black guy on SNL, when he does Steve Harvey, that is the f- Keenan Thompson. Keenan. When he does that Steve Harvey. That, oh, man. That is the funniest. That was like one of the first freaking... things I said to him when I started working there. And I, I knew Keenan a little. We had done a show like years and years ago. And I think he's so funny. And that like his Steve Harvey. Is incri- I could watch it. I wish there was it a show where he just did it. It cracks me up so hard. He says, playa. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, God. He, he has the face, the facial expressions down, and the words. Oh, it's so Everything freaking, about it's a perfect Steve parody. sketches really just cracks me up yeah. so much. And Keenan and the, and the writer, who uh, Brian, who writes them, are just like, they've just got him. They've yeah. just like got him in the crosshairs perfectly. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, I love those. I heard there was like a joke. Maybe I think it was this season on the show where he's like, has a, his suit is made by Hennessy. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, that's so funny. That's so funny. He opens it up and shows it. Yeah. <laughs> a Hennessy suit. <laughs> and I, I love it. And it's amazing how uh, comedy can hit you and make it personal because, like, the one I, – I have one, like, uh, a, how do I, a black friend who's in his 60s who freaking drinks Hennessy. Like, he talks about it all the time. So it's just so <laughs> I cannot, perfect. I cannot get that shit down. <laughs> I tried. That stuff is rough, man. Yeah, I'm not Real interested. Real rough. I'm not interested. Any alcohol in a rap song I have trouble with. <laughs> right. They're never like – you know, like <laughs> – Chilling at the club, drinking Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) I just heard a... uh, Real budget rapper. (laughs) (laughs) I got it on sale, $2 less. (laughs) Got a bucket. (laughs) It's only 12 bucks. (laughs) I asked how much they are at the other stand. There was a... uh, I just heard a Tupac song uh, on the radio the other day, and he is bragging about people being jealous of his cell. <laughs> his cell phone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun how like references like that can date songs like um like what's that Biggie song Juicy? Okay. Where he's like, "Oh my god, what's the lyric?" No, when he goes Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. I was just when I was dead broke, I could picture that. <laughs> Like, that's so funny now. I actually was like, gonna... not only do I have one gaming system, I have two. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Clearly, things are things are looking up <laughs> for Big Papa over here. Yeah, I got a Genesis, yo. <laughs> I actually was going to guess that you were going to say PS2. So <laughs> that's Yeah, it was Sega Genesis. There's another funny one, like, in, I think it's in, oh, boy, what is it? Like, Grandmaster Flash or something in like the message 
and it's about like watching watching basketball on a color tv oh that's right yeah uh-huh. i think that's what it is yeah like watching the knicks on a color tv yeah and then uh that's when he, and i yelled touchdown or uh yeah no that's a bad yeah the knicks yeah i think that's what he's watching mm-hmm. yeah you're right so now i mean it's just now you need like boats and planes and stuff it's gotten very expensive to brag and rap songs <laughs> like you you really got to spend some money if you if, to get anything worth rapping about i re- you know uh 50 cent is has been going he's going through bankruptcy it's very sad I heard that. did you read yeah. that he one of his explanations of like well wait a minute you we, I, we see you in all these clothes he says he he just gives it all back he returns things Really? Says he, oh, those gold chains? Smart man. I just return them. (laughs) That car I was in last week, I returned it. Smart guy. Yeah. He's also a Connecticut resident. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you two have a lot in common. We do. We hang a lot. (laughs) (laughs) The old streets and fitty. Sounds good. (laughs) We should do a movie. I uh, let's see the one last thing I'm going to bring up about um, of your many great accomplishments <laughs> is something that I'm jealous of, and that's that you have gotten to come up with ideas that get printed on T-shirts. Yes, I'm a, I have. I'm a T-shirt I spent a long time nerd. doing that. Yeah, there was a company called Busted Tees yep. that was owned by College Humor, and the college humor staff would supply the ideas for like the funny t-shirts. So we'd have a meeting every week and you had, and you would get like, I forget how much money you would get, but if you like made one and they made it and it sold well, you would get like a little bit of money from it. Um, and we would spend uh, once a week, like a few hours just sitting there and trying to come up with funny t-shirt ideas. Uh, and I never wore them. I'm not a t-shirt guy. Yeah. I, but most of my yeah. coworkers would, wear busted tees every single day because yeah. they were free <laughs> we got them for free right, right. also our our company's softball team was named after our worst selling one <laughs> which was a picture of a sandwich and it said sylph like sandwich i'd like to fuck oh my god and that and no one bought it no. <laughs> so they just had like hundreds of them so we're like <laughs> guess what we are now the college humor sylphs brilliant on the softball field <laughs> What was your most popular one? My mo- I think my most popular one was a it was a I actually did it as a painting. I've made like one painting in my life and I made a painting of a chimp, like a chimpanzee face in the Che Guevara like you know the Che Guevara t-shirt where he's like it's like kind of just that uh outline of him i guess i don't know what it's called yeah Yeah. it's just like you know wearing a hat yeah he's wearing like a little beret and so mine i just put in a chimp's face in that pose and it said uh viva la evolution i have seen that one that was mine so i have that painting hanging up in my house (laughs) and uh i think it was like initially rejected from busted tees like i think they didn't want to do it at first and then they did it and that one like far and away like just took off and did really well and my cousin who's a biologist said that like so many science people Nerds. have it because sure. it's like a sign you know i didn't yeah, even yeah. really think i was just like oh that's a funny kind of uh-huh. pun or whatever um but a lot of uh scientists i guess like that shirt i, bet. I also saw someone ripped it off because it gets ripped off all the time and i try to buy any ripped off piece of merchandise that has it on it awesome because it's not i'm not making direct money off this so i i don't care if you <laughs> i'm sure busted tees feels different but <laughs> my personal opinion was like eh, if you want to put it on the cover of your book or whatever like i don't really care um and so i have like a little collection at home of like viva la evolution ripoff really stuff. Yeah. awesome yeah have you ever confronted somebody like uh no i the this this was very embarrassing to me the only time i like saw one of my shirts i've seen my shirts in the wild a i was bunch. gonna i was gonna ask you that next okay but, uh but i was at the gym one time and this very cute girl was wearing one of my shirts it was one where it has like that uh, it has like neil armstrong planting the american flag in the moon and it says finders keepers yeah. um and i saw her wearing it and and she was she was on the elliptical or a treadmill or something, but I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to be like, Hey, I made that shirt. So I walked over and she had headphones and I was like doing the, take your headphones out motion. Uh-huh. And I was like, 
I'm sorry to interrupt your workout, but like I made that T-shirt. Like I came up with that T-shirt, and she was she just went, oh okay, and I was like, all right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) And only later did I realize that like. This is what was her gym shirt. Yeah, <laughs> like, good point. I was like, it's her. It's a shirt she doesn't care about. It's like her dumpiest shirt. She yeah. wears it to the gym to right. like sweat in and uh-huh. get in it. And I was like, oh boy, all right, never doing that again. <laughs> no one cares that you came up with their t-shirt. <laughs> this that I bought yeah. at a secondhand store. I yeah. thought she was gonna be like, oh my god, like stop, stop treadmill program. You and I need to talk. Yeah. You're a damn genius. Uh, and that didn't that didn't happen. Didn't pan out that way. But if it would have, think how many more people you probably have gone would have gone up to since then. Yeah, I, th- I would still be doing it. I see them every now and then. They're now looking a little faded sometimes. <laughs> I bet. I must have come up with like 20 or 30 of them over, over the years. Like, uh, I think I saw Haters Gotta Hate with uh, Haters Gotta Hate. Yeah, Waldorf the, and Stadler. Waldorf. Yeah, the Muppets. <laughs> of course, I shouldn't say that copyright, right? That was a good one, too. Yeah, that one sold pretty well, too. Um I get relentlessly teased about this by one of the writers at SNL. Thinks that's so funny that I came up with t-shirts. I love it, man. He, he just he rips on me about it all the time. <laughs> is he a t-shirt guy? Uh, I don't know. Be. I mean, it is a little funny. It is a little oh, no. funny, I, I, I guess. <laughs> I, did, no, it, I don't get mad at him. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> I just think it's uh, it's funny that he takes such delight in it. <laughs> Well, you should buy him one. Have you thought about that? I should. You know, I did think about that as like an end of the season gift. I was like, maybe I should get him a, a gift card to Busted Tees. No, I think you should deliver the shirt personally and make, make it a size <laughs> too small. You know what I did one time? I know we're running out of time, but I was actually really proud of this. Yeah. It's kind of a long story, but it involves Busted Tees. So when I was in high school, my best friend is uh, this dude named Keith, and we'd hang out all the time, and uh, my parents had a pool. One time we were playing in the pool, and I um, I had like a super soaker, yeah, and I peed in it underwater, and then sprayed him with it, and then I said I peed in that, <laughs> and he went, "No, you didn't," and I said, "Yeah, you're right, I didn't," but then for the next like eight or nine years, I would always just be like, "By the way." I actually did pee in the super soaker. And he'd be like, wait, really? And I'd be like, no, no, I didn't. And so this went on for like almost a decade. Uh-huh. Uh, when I got married, he was my best man. And, you know, you get your groomsmen a gift. And so I got him a gift, but I also got uh, – he he liked, he loved busted tees. And so I got him like a $200 like gift card to busted tees. And I had those guys – make a coupon code you know like and i was like so when you check out put the coupon code in and then you get like free t-shirts and the coupon code was like i really did pee in the water (laughs) (laughs) so he finally knows the truth i mean it was probably mostly pool water but uh but i definitely peed in that that super soaker pool water that probably already had pee in it yeah yeah well i've been peeing in the pool all day (laughs) Sometimes I don't even get in the pool to pee in it. Just on stand on the side. <laughs> I love that. That's a perfect place to end. Yeah, let's cut it there. Let's go. Uh, thank you, man. This no has been problem. great. No problem. Thanks so much. Continued success, sir. Thank you.